Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey everyone, big news from the boys of the last podcast on the left. Check out the last comic book on the left, our most sinister comic anthology. It now has a volume two. Please pre-order now at Z2Comics.com. We have an even bigger stable of artists and talent and writers and everyone that we did for the first one, although the first one is fucking amazing and it's still available on Z2Comics.com, but we're asking you to go pre-order number two, Z2Comics.com. You're going to like the way you read. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Hail Gene. This entire episode revolves around a pretty heated discussion about an ongoing sexual assault trial, so please be advised and take care of yourself. Someplace underneath. So we're just having what I consider to be a pretty casual conversation. (laughs) And you just threw out the statement, oh, yeah, I was switched at birth. Yeah, it's actually pretty common. I I think like if you think about it from like a nurse's standpoint, they're busy. You know what I mean? They got a lot going on. They get kids of their own. They're on two hours of sleep. They got a lot. So they switch them up. They switched me up twice. (laughs) So... (laughs) It is because is this a casual situation? Are a lot of people getting switched around in hospitals? I don't know, like the stats on it, because I feel like nobody would admit to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, now I guess it's easier to find out because of DNA stuff being right. really accessible. Yeah, but back when I was born, we had the scrolls to attest. <laughs> <laughs> we did basically just have a scroll that was just like, yeah, yep, that's yours. There you go. But I had jaundice and my mother's white, so they didn't think I was Caucasian like when they took her because she had a cesarean. Uh-huh. And then afterwards, while they're stitching her up, she's holding me and then sees that I have a big, so I have a big scar on my left shoulder it used to be a huge birthmark so she saw i was a girl with this huge birthmark and so first they bring her this baby and then she's breastfeeding it and then looks and sees a penis and she's like oh it's a boy i had a girl she's like freaking out and then they're like oh okay sorry miss and they come back and they have a girl but she doesn't have the thing on her shoulder what and then they were like oh she was like thing on her shoulder because i was in saudi arabia she's like shoulder shoulder and then they, they come back with me Wow. So you know? there was also a translation issue. Yeah. I forgot you were in Saudi Arabia for this. I always forget that too. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's a big bad place out there. It's a big world. Big old world where all a bunch of babies are being switched around. <laughs> Welcome someplace underneath them, Natalie Jean. I'm Amber Nelson. Wow. Well, I'm glad you guys found each other again. Obviously, you are your mother's child because you guys look very similar. Yeah. So it's, there's really no questions there. But Yeah, thank God. Thank God I had this thing on my shoulder. Yeah. Because she would have just been like shit out of luck trying to find me. Do you think that that baby boy has like a breastfeeding fetish now? <laughs> From just like older women? strange woman <laughs> breastfeeding him? Mommy? Mommy, mommy? I mean, doesn't most dudes, don't they have like a mommy milky fetish? A lot of them do. And also, actually, one of my exes had a wet nurse. Because what? his mother was European. So another woman breastfed him. Really? 
apnea. You know, there's I've never had a child, so I don't know the stuff going on. But I hear that we naturally, like when you have a baby, your breasts are like, now we give milk. Yes. But you could clump it up in there and fuck it up. Well, it it hurts. Yeah, and some people have more access to and some don't. This is definitely not a breastfeed. I don't know. I went to a party for dogs the other day. So like, I don't have a fucking So we know what we're talking about, basically. (laughs) Um, There were like no kids there. And I was looking around. Everybody was like of childbearing ages and like coupled off. And like, here's my dog. Yep. And I was like, oh, we're all going to (laughs) die. LA, baby. Don't worry. We have way too many people on earth right now. So it's fine. And you won't break my soul. (laughs) That song is... That many times that song is played is how many extra people we have in this world. It's right about now. damn time. And like six kids pop out. Yep. Yeah. So don't even worry about that. <laughs> how else are people going to make money if they don't keep having kids and exploiting them? Did somebody throw out this number on Twitter and they could be lying as you do on the internet, but they said like one human life is worth like a million dollars or something. Just yeah. in like the work you put out for a company. Yeah, yeah I think for that's a accurate, boss. like for their entire life. And everything. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's true. Or at least I've seen that yeah, stated. Medications that you could get put on and medications are necessary, but like this is money that's going into a yes. system, into a doctor, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And on that note, we cannot put this off any longer so i know us. speaking of children <laughs> speaking of children this is such a piece of shit case i had to close my computer so many times and yeah. then rage walk around the neighborhood yeah i'm sure that was fun for your neighbors um Don't so look at me we started talking about this case a little bit at the end of last episode it is a case out of louisiana since we are in the middle of our what the fuck louisiana series <laughs> and I want to talk about this because I think it embodies a bigger problem that we face as a nation, but specifically in the rural South, which is, you know, dehumanizing women in general. Yeah. Also corrupt Uh, uh, politicians. Yes. And judges. Yes. And it's kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. And that can be done by corrupt women in power, too, as we discussed with old judgy lady there. What was her name? The blonde Davenport, Judge Davenport. Yeah. Well, law, because we've I've said this on a previous episode, law is the first thing that creates a society. Mm -hmm. If you don't have something in place where people in an like an outside perspective can look at it, Mm -hmm. you're just going to be like, oh, you killed my cousin. I killed your cousin. Eye for an eye. And there's no room for dreaming, for building, for creating a wheel. Or for evolution. For evolution. If we're just going, you kill them, I kill you now, then we don't move forward at all. We know. Yes, exactly. So you need law. And when that becomes corrupted, I look at this and I'm like, why am I following the law? Well, yeah, that's definitely, I think, a sentiment a lot of people can relate to yeah what am i doing i mean i won't hurt anybody but like no but but that i think this is an embodiment of like sometimes laws are in place not to protect people but to protect either entities or to protect criminals yes (laughs) because sometimes people who've made laws are trash goblins and they were just really good at running for an office (laughs) yeah they're really good Um, at like sifting through boring stuff yes and which is god i wish that i was good at that yeah i get too i get too distracted (laughs) yeah That's the key. So this specific case involves a woman who is now 32 years old. Her name is Krista Abelseth, who was raped by a now 46-year-old John Barnes. But this took place in 2005. So at this time, Krista was 16 years old. And Johnny here was 30. Oh, cool. That's not a big age gap at all. That's great. I mean, pretty much the same, you know? Because girls mature faster, so... I some like uh, fucking incel online. I was listening to him describe. He was just like, you know, girls, they're always stupid. But then in the second breath, he was like, you mature at 16. And I was like, so what is it, dude? Am I always dumb or do I mature at 16? Tell me. It's almost like whatever suits him in that moment. I, I guess. Know. He was just a really sad looking dude. Yeah. And I was like, get help. Yeah. I mean, he get help. should probably like do a, a couple yogas and maybe, you know. <laughs> Take a little breath, close his eyes. Drink some tea. Slide down a slide in a park. I don't know. You need something. And in this story by John Barnes Defenders, who maybe was probably that guy, was probably would probably be one of them. He has defenders, surprisingly enough, which we'll get into. But he gets routinely treated and talked about as he is but a boy. Right. And her is a scheming woman. Yeah, she's a full-grown woman at 16, but at 30, he's just a boy. He's just a boy he doesn't know. No, but at the same time, he also has more power and authority and say because he's from God. 
Right. And then she's from his rib. Right. So he's just a boy, and yet he's also the master. Not a girl, yet not a boy, yet not a man. Make it make sense. Yeah, so that is sort of the implication, even if his defenders aren't specifically saying that, they are saying that. And while Krista is now a woman, of course, at 32, she certainly wasn't in 2005. So this statutory rape, at the very least a statutory rape, and we'll get into that, led to a pregnancy. That pregnancy led to the birth of a daughter. And we arrive all the way into 2022, where Krista has not only had to turn over full custody to John Barnes, her rapist, she has also been compelled to pay him child support. Him, the rapist. Child support for her daughter, who she lost custody to, to him. So she got raped at 16 and then has to give her sweet little daughter to her rapist. Mm. And then pay him child support. And he just kept going after her for more shit because he just wanted to fuck her up. Because he is a slimy, shit-ass man. And someone should take him out back and put a chainsaw up his asshole and slice him in half from his balls to his neck. Metaphorically. (laughs) Metaphorically stick a chainsaw up his butthole. Um, (laughs) Yes, I personally allegedly also think that he is a slime ball. I do. I wrote that actually in in this statement at some point. So, yes. Okay. So when we begin this story at the end of the last episode, it sounded as inflammatory as this does. And it is kind of this inflammatory. And this week, this episode is coming out. There is supposed to be movement in this case. We are kind of going through this in real time. They just had a new trial last week. And we don't know at the point of recording what the results of that trial were going to be. But The basic bottom line is either this woman is lying about everything she's saying except for the statutory rape, which has been proven, or this guy is made of pure, what is it? Slime. (laughs) I think he is personally, regardless of the outcome, and I'll tell you why. But every single aspect so far is pretty much he said, she said, regarding all the things that happened after the rape. And, you know, you can kind of just immediately go, who cares because he raped a 16-year-old? But there's a whole bunch of other levels of the story now. So now we have to deal with all this other stuff. Wow. You're so, like, factual and presenting. And I'm just like, take him out back and fuck him with a chainsaw. (laughs) I mean, you know, we got to have both. I guess so. So let's get to this backstory. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So thus far... John Barnes, on his side, has not provided a single piece of evidence to the accusations he's making against Krista regarding the treatment of her daughter. But he's making a lot of accusations. These are the backstories. The facts of the backstory are as follows. Crystal went into a bar with two friends of hers in 2005 as a 16-year-old with her two friends who were also 16-year-olds because you sometimes do dumb shit when you're I did that. I was in bars at 16 as well. They let me in. I remember like you just had a little stamp on your hand and it meant you can't drink. But like especially if music's being playing, you can go in there. Well, that and also I think maybe in this situation too, I was from a small enough city that I had friends who would just get me in and then no one would ask questions because I was with so-and-so. And this is what happened here. Krista was with two of her high school friends. One of her friend's older brothers was in the bar. Probably the bar people knew. The older brother didn't ask questions about the siblings because he was like, they're cool. Don't worry about it. And this older brother was friends with the then 30-year-old John Barnes. Well, but not Krista's older brother, one of her friend's older brothers, right? Yes. Okay. So one of Krista's two other girlfriends, she was with the bar. So Krista knew the general community of these people, but didn't actually know John Barnes before that day. However, everybody was familiar with the fact that the one girl was the one guy's younger sister and that they were in high school. It was known amongst the group. I bet they love it. I remember going to some high school parties and seeing older men around, Mm -hmm. but my aunt was the principal, so they took one look at me and they ran away. That's good. And I remember being like, oh, I wanted a party. And now I look back, I'm like, good, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, absolutely. That's how it is when you're that age. You're 16, you're just like, it's different because I'm super mature and they like just get me and stop. And it's like, no, they don't. I mean, they do get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But you don't get you yet. So- Already this idea of her saying she was a college student, which is his 
claim was that she had a fake ID and she said she was in college and that he just didn't know she was a kid is already questionable because he was friends with this guy who had this sibling who was a teenager in high school. And Krista came with her. That's like, the first thing they talk about. She's in high school. That's You know, that's the first thing they said. I mean, it's hard for me to picture a scenario in which he did not know that she was in high school. It's a small town. And also, even if she was in college, dude, you're 30 years old. Find someone your own age, you fucking sick, sick little man. Yes, and beyond that, which we'll talk about the details of it too, yes, I agree. Someone who's in college and the girl who's like 27, 28, that's appropriate for a 30-year-old. Sure. She's still young. Sure. You know, but like she's a little more mentally mature. Right. So that is his claim. This is not what Krista claims. However, she says this didn't happen this way. Anyway, the friends she came with at that time wanted to leave that night. They had all been drinking. They wanted to go home. And Krista, I guess, didn't want to go. She was having a fun time hanging out with these grown men. And Barnes said, hey, you can stay around. I'll take you home. Here is where their stories diverge from one another. He says that she was on board with coming back to his house and he believed he was having consensual sex with a college student. She says that he told her he was taking her to her home, but instead took her to his house. Krista says she was highly intoxicated, and then he proceeded to assault her on his couch. So It doesn't matter what he said. She's 16 years old. He should go to jail immediately. Yes, which is the law. That is the way the law works. However, on top of it being statutory rape, Krista also says it was other rape as well she did not want this she was completely like inebriated could not consent in any case and she woke up nude on the bathroom floor at his house the next day afterwards after some time krista realized that she was pregnant and at that time as a 16 year old she decided to let people believe it was her boyfriend at the time's child the boyfriend whose name is james threaton also believed this daughter was his. He was present in the child's life initially. He signed her birth certificate and the little girl even had his last name at first initially. However, Krista didn't maintain a romantic relationship with Threeton because they're teenagers and that doesn't work out a lot of the time. And he eventually went to jail for a time for a robbery. They, oh. they kind of just went their separate ways. So separate ways. He went to jail and I'm not in jail. We <laughs> went our separate ways. Yes. But he was around in this daughter's life when she was little. And so, you know, for the first little section of this girl's life, she thought this was her dad. And while Krista might receive criticism for letting people believe that this boyfriend was the father, I do to an extent understand she was Again, a child, she was scared. She was probably traumatized and probably knew that she would be shamed and blamed for the rape by saying, like, why are you in the bar as a teenager? Or at least in her head, she thought so. And probably she would have been shamed. That's what would happen. Absolutely. Especially rural Louisiana in the 2000s would not have been a kind place to a pregnant teenager who, quote unquote, enticed an adult man. Yeah. I remember girls in my high school that would just be like sent away Mm -hmm. after they were pregnant. The boys were still around and they were like older than them. And they were still walking around and like the girls, like they're just gone. I'm like, where did they go? And like, you don't speak about her. Yeah. And you know, I do feel for the daughter having to have found out that this father wasn't her father and that must have been really awful. But I think Krista, I imagine at the time she was doing what she thought was best for her as a teenager. Maybe not the best idea, but I don't think it was done maliciously or anything. She was just probably scared. So she has this kid. And for the first five years of the child's life, you know, John Barnes is not around. He's not involved in any way in this child's life. He may or may not have known that Krista was pregnant and had a baby. We're not really sure. It was a small town. People all knew each other. But at some point in 2010, and no one seems to know how or at least is unwilling to tell, Barnes learned that he might be the girl's father. Maybe it was just, you know, just doing the math. Yeah. She might have also like let it slip, just like wanting someone to like take care. It's possible. She'd just be like, I was raped and I have this child and I had to lie. Like it's probably a lot of like, like heaviness on her chest. Yeah. And I think maybe there was still a little bit of her who didn't really understand that it was not her fault or it was a rape until even later than this. Because in 2010, she was still only like 20 or 21 years old. So she's still really young and trying to raise this kid. 
And at that point in 2010, when he starts to question whether or not this child is his, he was 35, which is great. That's old. He's hit the wall. Yeah, he's it's disgusting. so gross. Over the hill. But... Ew, your sperm count's low. Yeah. You're disgusting. Yeah, you have nothing gross. to offer. Mm, mm. At this point, she hasn't really, like I said, processed all of the rape stuff. So whenever he starts kind of creeping around, whatever their conversations were, we don't know. They're not public. But they agree to have him take a DNA test. And it was proved that he was the father by like 99.9%. In a sane world, at this revelation, the people in the surrounding community would press charges on the adult man who committed at the very least statutory rape on a minor. Because at that point, it was five years ago, she was 16 and he was 30. Yeah. That is illegal. Just in look Louisiana. At calculate it. Yeah. But no, instead, he starts demanding shared custody and demanding and demanding and filing and demanding. And eventually, she allowed his partial custody. No, don't give him an inch. Well, don't give him an inch. I get it. I feel the same, but I also understand being that young woman now who is an adult, but barely, you know, in her 20s in a community that's not kind to yeah. people in her situation. He intimidated her, essentially. She gets scared. Yeah. And it's she like, still oh, hadn't okay. acknowledged that. It was a rape at that point. And I'm sure there's like, they probably lied and told her, oh, statute limitations are up. They're up. But they're not. If you rape a minor and it's been five years, no, it's not. They probably lied to her on purpose. I can see that happening. Or at the very least, just failed to mention it to her. Yeah. You know? By the way, that was illegal what happened to you. Yeah. Yeah. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So it wasn't until 2015 that Krista filed assault charges on Barnes. So that's 10 years after the actual assault and five years after he got the paternity test. Yeah, because she probably woke up as a woman and was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, it you was know? that. And this is what she said publicly as well. And there's several reasons. So it's completely common for victims, for one, especially minor victims, to not speak on these kind of events until years, sometimes decades after the fact. Rape is destructive, and it's a destructive act that leads to further destruction. Whether or not you report the rape, it becomes a mental prison for you as the victim, a torment that affects every single day of your life. And if you decide to report it, it often leads to more pain, cruelty, and an upheaval of your own life. Because you have to remember the incident you have over to and over reliving again. reliving it. You have to deal with facing the rapist. You have to deal yeah. with people calling you a liar. And if you forget what you had for breakfast that morning, oh my God, you're mm -hmm. fucked. And you might also get sued for defamation. Yeah. Because these kind of pricks, they'll do that shit. Yeah. And another thing is you you don't think your body is yours anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, after mine, I like slept around yeah. with like random dudes just because I thought like, oh, my body isn't mine. Right. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. He's interested. I guess I should just give it to him now. Yeah. While I'm not as intoxicated and he won't hurt me as Shit. much. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, this is not an uncommon thing, of course. Hopefully we all listening know that at this point that there's many reasons why people don't immediately report rapes. Not that you shouldn't, but sometimes also when you go to the police, and this is a conversation we're having more and more nowadays, you are humiliated, you are degraded, yeah. and it doesn't help you to go to the cops. And they're all over the place. God, they're all over the place. Go off and die in a war. So like... <laughs> They're just like, oh, why didn't you go to the cops? And I was like, because people believe you. The words coming out of your mouth. Yes. If you go to the doctor and say you have some kind of pain, they listen to you and they prescribe to you stuff. Yeah. If I go to the doctor and say I'm in pain, they don't believe me. Yeah. They keep pushing. Yeah. 
it makes me so mad. No, oh, yeah. They don't, and they have no comprehension, and they think like, I'm the big man, I'm the big boy, mm-hmm. and all these women are so stupid, but then they're so stupid, but yet they're also an adult at 16. Get fucked. Yeah, well- that is, you know, a lot of the time, and we've discussed this, the kind of people who have those attitudes of entitlement are often just because they know deep down in their core that they are mediocre people. And they only the only thing they, they have over some people is dominance. Dominance. Like, I don't believe you. False. Yeah. Don't believe it. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to always have that pain as a part of you. But sometimes when you get some justice, there's a part of that's relinquished and maybe you can help somebody prevent from being assaulted further by that person. But that is still a very personal decision to be made about whether or not you want to come forward. But a lot of stuff then happens after this whole 2015 thing when she decides to file assault charges on him. Another reason why she didn't do it right away is that Krista didn't know that she couldn't file after the fact because no one was going to tell her this. She thought that it was a thing of like, oh, if I don't report it the day after it happened, it's just like that can't happen. But she ended up in 2015 while dealing with all of this stuff, seeing a trauma counselor and that trauma counselor clarified to her that you do actually have many years afterwards to still file a report. So she didn't realize that until 2015. I'm sure where she was, she wasn't necessarily getting an education on bodily rights growing up. So the reason she was even seeing this counselor, according to her, is because she was experiencing mental distress from having to interact and share custody with her rapist. (laughs) Again, at that point, we thought something was wrong with her for that. You know, she was like seeing this counselor just being like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I have to keep sharing custody with the guy who raped me when I was a teenager. I don't know. Why why do you think that's hard? I don't know. Yeah. So because of everything that's happened, the court documents have been released to the public. So this is the statement she made about the night she was with John Barnes in 2005. On December 13th, 2005, I was out at a bar with my friends. And we were drinking and highly intoxicated. Connie, the driver, left Colleen and I at the bar. John Barnes offered to bring me home. Instead of bringing me to my home, John Barnes brought me to his home in Ponchatoula. After entering John's home, he proceeded to rape me. I was woken up in a bathroom floor nude. This rape resulted in a pregnancy. John Barnes knew about the pregnancy and said nothing to me about it. When the child was five years old, John Barnes received 50-50 custody. John Barnes threatened that if I ever pressed charges against John Barnes, Johns would take her away completely. John Barnes has been stalking me and harassing me. Oh, I love how he also waited till the baby like weaned off. It wasn't a toddler that he had to like change the diapers. Yeah, God, I mean, it's quite possible. That's why he did that. I don't, it's so hard to gauge what his fucking reasoning is on any of this. But so, yeah, this was the report she made in 2015 after she saw a counselor and counselor was like, you can report him still. Like he raped you. You were a kid. So despite Krista filing this report, taking the step, being brave and making this report in 2015, Despite doing this and following up on it over and over, she followed up with anything and everything they asked from her. The police, the sheriff's department of Tangipahoa Parish is essentially the county where this all takes place, mm-hmm. which is a little bit north of New Orleans. Everybody. So we're all clear. That's a small town. Yeah. So this is all taking place in sort of like rural Louisiana. The sheriff's office, when she made this report, did not pursue anything that she put into this report ever at any point. So despite the fact that she made this claim, she put in this accusation, they never followed up at all by doing any sort of police work on it. No. And she continued to ask for six months. She said every three weeks to a month, she would call and check in and they they just said, uh, it's being worked on right now. And it wasn't. They it's lied. It's violence against women. And they actually kind of like it when that happens. They they have this like anger, the people in power, they have an anger towards women. I don't get it. It's kind of like we give you what you want. You are this man who has domain over this parish. It's kind of like balls in your court, dude. And yet you're still mad at women. What's your fucking problem? Sorry, I'm bringing a lot of this out, Amber. <laughs> Sorry to <laughs> do this make, to you. You know, happiness comes from inside. Yeah. And so many men never realize that. And they're just like, if these women shut up, then I'd be at peace. And, you know, you know the women start shutting up and they're still mad. Yeah. You're still mad. 
Yeah. There's also lots of shitty women who do this as well. Exactly. Um, um, but it's, you know, mostly dudes. <laughs> so she filled all this stuff out in 2015. She didn't get any response from the police. This year, seven years later, as it finally made it to national news, the Tangipahoa Parish Sheriff's Office made a statement where they said they simply must have, quote, overlooked and, quote, forgotten about her statement. Oh, that's your whole job. Oops. That's your job. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean it. Seven years later, when they got called out by media, they went, oh, man, whoopsie. Oh, I don't know. They said they, quote, dropped the ball. By the way, the sheriff who said that they, quote, dropped the ball in this case is the brother of Louisiana's current governor. Just saying. Oh, What's his name? The sheriff's name is Sheriff Daniel Edwards, and the governor's name is John Bell Edwards, I believe. Mm. I believe that's his name. Okay. So his actual quote about this report she made in 2015 reads as follows. In tracing this case back to the time the initial complaint was filed on July 1st, 2015, it was discovered that the report never made it through the proper channels within the department to be assigned for the investigation. Therefore, our department absolutely dropped the ball, and we simply must have made our mistake this is a mistake. However, that simply has never been a problem before or since. <laughs> Woo! And we make sure to keep it that way. <laughs> so basically, he just said, like, therefore, where to as we did not do this it makes before, no sense. <laughs> we will never and have never done will make mistakes never oh once God. again before and after. It's because they got the press involved. Get the press involved. Oh, yeah, I mean, it sucks. I know people get mad at media and mad at journalists, and I know that there are reasons for that. But the reason journalism and media has to exist is because as flawed as it is, if you don't get in people's faces, they just go, oh, well, I oh. guess we did not. Therefore, wince. We dropped the ball. Yeah. I can see his like fat bloated ass just like pulling his pants up on his belt string. Oh man, oh man, we dropped the ball on this one. I'm half surprised they even said they made a mistake because that's even a lot of times that won't even fucking come out of their mouths. No. Okay, so was this a mistake? Is it true that it was just a complete accident? Well, I don't know yet. Maybe we'll never know. But either way, it's hot garbage. <laughs> Krista claims that Barnes has threatened her with having connections to the police before. Well, that is currently hearsay. He does, in fact, own a graphic design company that provided that specific sheriff, the one who just made that statement, oh. the sheriff whose brother is the governor, he was commissioned out by that sheriff's department. So Barnes is a graphic designer. He owns a graphic design company. Cool. So he does all the, like the Calvin and Hobbes ping on a cross or something? Probably. And that's what he does? Yeah. Great. Good for him. So I can't tell specifically because after this case blew up, he pulled his whole website down. But apparently before it went down, right. he displayed that sheriff's emblem proudly on his website. Oh, cool. That in like the no fear font? Probably. Sure the monster energy drink? Yeah, Let's, yeah, you know, yeah. Keep guessing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Everything you're imagining is yes, those. I think so. But that's not all, friends. That's not the whole story. During the same time period, which is 2015, Krista filed the rape charges that were ignored. Barnes decided that he wanted partial custody of Krista's daughter. Cool. A judge named Jeffrey Cash was assigned to their case. Krista's police report in DNA test showing that the child was a product of rape by John Barnes was ignored by the judge. He was, in fact, provided all these details. He just didn't take them into consideration when making this judgment. Wow. So, like, fuck that girl getting raped. But, like, give this man, this poor, give this poor rapist a break. Mm -hmm. I mean, only, he, he's just done some little raping. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Pretty much. So, this was the same year, 2015, Judge Jeffrey Cash was assigned to this case, this custody battle. In February of 2016, he decides to grant Barnes split custody of this daughter. In the same month, in 2016, Krista had to start paying Barnes $74 that turned into $117 a month in child support. That's a so, lot of money. I mean, any money for yeah. this 
is insane. I have to pay my rapist. You rape me. Here's $117 a month. Yeah. So <laughs> this is why I'm saying this dude should get raped with a chainsaw and then make him pay his rapist. Well, the thing with the John Barnes, this in itself is horrific. But now we're looking at these other elements, which is why we're doing this in the Louisiana, you know, segments of in the series we have this first the sheriff who has connections to john barnes and who made this statement this year being like i don't know what happened in 2015 we dropped the ball then we have this other guy judge jeffrey cash who takes this on in 2015 and continues to well as we'll see this snowballs even further and this is why this made national news so just remember judge Jeffrey Cash, she will be coming back. And so he starts making her pay this child support in 2016. And despite everything else that's happening, but not for nothing, at this time, Krista has several of her own kids. And despite having a master's degree, she was working part-time in a restaurant in order to support these kids because she needed to care for the children. So she was yeah. making money as a waitress. Yeah, that's what happens to mothers. You, the whole child rearing is you. You breastfeed, you feed, you do it. The whole responsibility, the dad goes off and, oh, I gotta work. And that's hard. Yes. But you try breastfeeding and getting shit on by people. Yes. And so she's working very hard to support her children. Barnes at the time was making and is making six figures. And he was getting money from her. What? He just wants to fuck her up. It seems malicious. He's just, yeah, he just wants to make it miserable as he can. He didn't need the cash. Petty. He's a petty man. It does seem like that. And then over the next few years, they have a whatever, kind of a tumultuous situation, but she doesn't really have any choice. So she's just having the split custody with this guy for the next few years after 2016. Basically, Barnes, to me, what I'm getting from what we know so far, he seems very possessive about what this daughter does with her time. He doesn't want her to have a phone. And so she doesn't get a phone during this time. Actually, he talks to the judge, the same judge we just talked about, about the daughter having access to a phone. He couldn't get the passwords. He's accusing the mother of allowing her to like put racy photos online and do all this stuff. I have never seen at any point evidence of this being true. However, the judge makes a judgment that the daughter can't have a phone without her father having access to her accounts and having full access to the phone. You know what I think why? I think he's fucking around with the daughter and he doesn't want her calling for help. Well, there's a lot of accusations, which we will talk about. There's still just accusations. Just I mean, he's a piece square. of shit. Wouldn't, wouldn't put it past me that he'd be raping his daughter. That is being accused. However, again, and just for legal reasons, we have to say this is alleged right now, but we'll get to that in a second. So they have to live in this weird place where she has to share custody of her child with her rapist. And I guess she just detaches and does it. Then in 2021, last year, apparently the daughter speaks to a counselor at school and says that she's being abused by her father. (sighs) Separately, she also tells her mom, according to Krista, and mind you, this is all unfolding in real time as we're recording this. So this is all alleged. She says to Krista that she thinks Barnes is drugging and sexually assaulting her. This daughter at this point is 15 years old. On February 25th of this year, 2022, Abel Seth in court documents accused Barnes of sexually abusing their daughter. The court documents state, quote, from Krista, Minor child contacted me on February 23rd, 2022, with the suspicion that her father had drugged and sexually assaulted her two nights in a row. Abel says stated that the Children's Hospital of New Orleans confirmed, quote, evidence of forced entry congruent with sexual assault. Oh, my! I'm sorry. I want to jump out of my skin. I mean, the daughter is about the same age as her mother was when he raped her. Yes. And she goes on to say in the statement, my daughter, minor child, was conceived as the product of the defendant raping me when I was a minor of 16 years of age. I suspect drugs were used by him to sedate me as I was unable to move while he raped me. Now it is alleged that he has committed the same heinous crime on our 15-year-old daughter. So this is what has been alleged by Krista. 
we don't know this as fact. This trial is unfolding right now. I mean, the, the New Orleans, the the hospital, that's a really good hospital. Well, the yes. New Orleans hospital. They're not just some like, t- like hobunk thing. They're like accredited people down there. Yes. And I guess the hard part to assess this from the outside is that Krista has gone on television multiple times with representation and saying they have this paperwork, but they can't present it publicly because of the ongoing trial that's happening. So the public has not seen this paperwork. However, the hospital has not denied the claims that she's making. I love that the mother who's been raped, forced to carry, had a child, has to pay child support to the rapist. She has to like kind of tiptoe and make sure to like do this legally. And I'm glad she is to like hopefully fuck him up as much she can. But then he can just sit back and like collect, rape, do all the crimes, and he just gets away with it. Well, one of the reasons that we're still trying to figure out, untangle, like, if this is part corruption, if there's lies happening, is because on March 18th, the allegations were dismissed by the court, which found that medical evidence does not support allegations in petition. Even though the doctors are like, she's been raped? I don't know why. crazy. Yes, and I'm not sure. Maybe there's an element we don't know yet, But that's what the court is saying. I'm not sure what this means. Is it the same guy? Is it the same good old boy? Well, it's the same judge. Yeah. So after this happens, two days later, Abel Sith loses custody entirely of her daughter and continues to have to pay child support to John. So So she has no contact with her kids. This happened in March of 2022. Mm -hmm. After this allegations came, they said they didn't find any evidence in the court And then she loses custody two days later. This starts to get really hairy because since the case is ongoing again, we only can go on the words of the people involved. Evidence cannot be released until this trial is done. But again, according to Krista, she's examined at this hospital and they determined they found evidence of forceful entry congruent to sexual assault on this girl. The court record before the media got involved says that it wasn't. It's so confusing and we might be missing a piece of this. I think the court's lying. I think this I good mean, old boy's a fucking liar. I will say that there's a lot that's very confusing if they're not covering for him why yeah. they would do certain things here. I mean, I think we're both good people. So we're just like, why would they do this? The court, the law has to be right. But sometimes people are just pieces of shit. Yes. And I also think it's valid to say just because somebody's a woman doesn't mean that they can't lie about shit because occasionally that happens in these situations. I'm not saying Krista is, but I'm trying to be as objective as possible because I'm not in the mindset of believe all women because I think that that's condescending. I kind of am. I'm sort of usually on the side of the woman first and foremost. I'm like, prove to me that she was a bitch. (laughs) I know, I get it. And I agree. I'm always like skewed towards the lady side. I agree. I am as well. And most of the time it's not a lie. But I think pure true equality and feminism involves not treating women like children and going like, Women never would lie or make anything up. And I'm not saying Chris is doing that right now at all. But I'm trying to remain objective and saying right right now we don't have all the answers. Right. I do not think that she's lying personally. But we have to try to do this as you're very rational, Natalie. I'm trying to be rational. You're very rational. You're very calm in this. I'm the one that wants to fuck him up with a chainsaw. No, no, I don't. I also would love that. I don't. There's no outcome to this, but makes me think that he's a good person. So then, okay. After a court dismisses this idea of the evidence of assault, for whatever reason, Barnes comes back and accuses Krista of providing a second cell phone to her daughter after he said she was not allowed to have a phone anymore. And that was court ordered because of the whole thing when I was saying earlier on, he was saying she's got sexy stuff on and she's sexing her boyfriend and blah, blah, blah. The fact that he would just assume she's doing something sexual already says to me that he's got his mind in the gutter. I mean, I'm not arguing with you on that one. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. So the court says that she's not allowed to have a phone, which is weird. That's crazy. And then he comes back and says, no, Krista provided a second cell phone to her daughter. However, there is no evidence of this that has ever been provided publicly. And Krista has fully denied providing a second phone to her daughter. This mom is said to have lost custody after giving her daughter a phone, which Barnes says the teenager was using to sext her boyfriend and post sexually explicit TikToks. Somehow, some way that is unclear at this time during all of this, Krista loses the custody because of this phone situation. Oh, they don't even have evidence she has a second phone. No. They're just like, oh, he said it. I guess he said it. It's true. Yes. This, but they have evidence that she was raped. Oh, but you forgot about that. Yes. Oh, cool, cool. It gets worse than this, though, because apparently Barnes saying this to this Judge Cash was enough for Cash to make a ruling in what is called ex parte, I believe is how you say it, ex parte, that Krista would lose custody of her child. And that means basically what happened is that the judge got this accusation from John Barnes, went to his little office and signed the paper without giving Krista and her representation a chance to defend themselves against this accusation. That's illegal. It's not illegal. Oh, but shit. There has to be a reason for it. And as far as anybody knows, thus far, there isn't a reason. He just signed off on this without any evidence that it happened. And that is why she lost custody of her kid. So, again, it comes back to why is this Judge Cash doing this? Yeah, he's already like in the cahoots with this guy. It, if he's not, then why would he be doing it? What, did he, what kind of sticker did he put on your fucking car, dude? Like, I know. Like, did he make him some sort of decal or something? I don't like, know. What is some this? monster energy drink on your stupid pickup truck? You're like, I guess he's my boy now. Yeah. So because all this stuff was happening, Krista felt like she was losing any chance she had of getting her daughter. And she was scared. If everything she's saying is true... She's now had to hand over her daughter to a rapist full time. So she starts reaching out to advocacy groups and one called SaveLives.org decides to help her advocate for herself and her daughter. And because of going through this organization, they managed to get this story wide. Yes. And that's what happens in June. It gets broken by a news station and that's picked up by News Nation and some other you know national news coverage. So... It kind of blows up because just the premise alone sounds crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, people are like, wait, what's happening? And so the story goes everywhere. And then just towards the end of June, about a week after it blew up everywhere, Judge Cash reverses his decision to take custody away from Krista and takes the child and places her in temporary custody of a third party. And... Everybody's going, dude, what, why would you give this dude full custody of this child? And he didn't have any answers. And so he reversed it. Then that's when we all get, oh, the whoopsie, I don't know. And then the sheriff going, I guess we dropped the ball on that sex assault charge. I don't know. Because this judge, even though he was handed this information about him statutorily raping her, the fact that she pressed charges 2015 Never looked into it, never considered it. Judge is like, oh, man, I don't know. I guess, sorry. And then the cops are like, oh, what? I guess we dropped. I don't know. Everybody's just going, I don't know. I don't know. And so that's what happened in the end of June. I so, bet they're so mad at her for going forward publicly with probably. this. Probably. They're just pissed off that that woman, like, dared to stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Causing trouble. They're <laughs> so mad. And they're, they're big men. You're such a big man. And you fucked up this hard. Yeah. Okay, cool. So... He then proceeds to release all the court documents up till now, which is why we have access to when she pressed the charges against him in 2015. And there's nothing that I've seen or has been reported on that would suggest there is a reason for Krista to have lost custody of this daughter. 
or even why Barnes should have received any custody. I'm not sure even why he decided to release all the documents, because if it was in order to explain why he made this decision, that'd be one thing, but nothing in it that I've seen has explained his decision at all. So because of this, you know, happening in this little little podunk area, now there's this national tension on it. And suddenly he's like, okay, he's hard, guys. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> and he kind of just like pieces out. And so right now we're in the middle of this trial. We're experiencing what's going on, but, you know, video cameras aren't going in and stuff because this involves like a minor and CPS and all this stuff. And we can't have access to that, like for obvious reasons. But Krista has been very vocal. She keeps coming onto TV. She doesn't seem to have anything to hide. She's trying to say, I will show you everything that I have. Good. Like, this is just me. I'm, I'm here. I'm talking about this. I've seen an interview with her. She's very calm. She is very steady. She doesn't seem like, not that this, I don't want to shame anybody's personality traits or anything. She's There's nothing that seems erratic about her. She's very even keeled. Yeah. I would be breaking down crying, but I guess she's already been to hell and back. Oh, oh yeah. You no, know? I mean, she's been going through this. But John Barnes, unsurprisingly, won't take any interviews. He He's won't do coward. anything. Yeah. And in one of the few written statements so far from him, Barnes has put out, he says that he got custody of the daughter because, quote, Men were coming in and out of my child's life. Krista had three husbands in three years, and it wasn't healthy. And he also claims that she was maintaining a relationship with someone in jail. Krista says none of these things are true. Again, she is currently married, though her and her husband were married in just 2019. Yeah, but she has not had three husbands in three years. That's pretty easy. It's a court thing. You can look it up, you yes. fucking liar. Yes. Let's add that to the list of this shithead. Yeah. So one of the few defending media coverages of John Barnes, unsurprisingly, is Fox News. It took a statement from him separately in which he said, quote, Her mother goes through men like a revolving door. Men were coming in and out of my child's life. She had three husbands in six years and it wasn't healthy. So I guess he changed the years up in that statement. So did Fox News do any journalism where they looked in, into this and said it was false or I they mean, just took the man's point of view? No. And I think that liberal or conservative media, they all skew it a little bit to yeah. their fucking angle. I'm not saying only Fox News is shitty. A lot of times media skews things. Liberal stuff is shitty too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I read through any defense of him that I could because I was trying to find if there was like, am I missing something here? And there wasn't anything except that they would take his statements and kind of treat them like facts and be like, you know, saying like, well, she tricked him when she was a kid and she's loose and she did this and that and this and that, but basically would only go off of his statements and didn't provide any evidence to suggest it. But they talked about it in the article like it was fact and it's just not. That's disgusting. She tricked him when he was a kid. They sound like groomers. I mean... They sound like groomers. They sound like pedophiles over there. And I'll say it. And I know this is all like a delicate thing. I don't want to get sued, but fuck all those dudes. They yeah. sound like a bunch of pedophiles. You should fuck them up with a chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> so what I hear over and over again when he's talking about both his biological daughter and this woman that he assaulted as a girl, everything is about them being whores. It is she's got men in and out of her life. She's getting married all the time. She's talking to some guy in jail. My daughter's sexting everybody. My daughter's making sexy TikToks and she's talking to her boyfriend. All of it is so weirdly tied up into this. They're little, they're little sluts. What is this thing of men just pointing a finger at me like she's a whore? Don't you like women that have sex? Well, this what? specifically, this is that sort of virgin and a whore kind of mentality because I think this is the community in which they live where it's like, even though he raped her, she was the whore at the bar who was 16 and like it tricked him. It's kind of like the mentality that's happening These poor there. men. Natalie, don't you understand that there is a war against men right now? These 15-year-old these girls are out there just showing them their pussies, <laughs> just flashing their little pussies at these full 30-year-old men. And they, what else are they going to do but Except, drug them and drag them in the bathroom? I mean, I know. I mean, what else what, are they going to do? Wait, what wh else are they going to do? What are we saying? You can't drug a 15-year-old and go rape her on the bathroom floor? Sure, there shouldn't is a, have been in the bar. The war against men. I'm well, telling you. There is, I mean, from the parts of the transcript we've gotten from the court so far, that is basically all his defense has been saying, is being like, 
what was she doing there in the bar? Like, why would she ask to be raped like that? Well, what was he doing in the bar, you fucking gross old man? Seeking out the absolute youngest looking person he could find to manipulate into having sex with him? Ugh, go find um, a Led Zeppelin concert and get fucked out of here. Go people with your own age. <laughs> go find out, like, a what do you call it, Grateful Dead? Go get, do some acid at Grateful Dead. Get the fuck out of here. Ugh, well, ugh, he's so gross. He's so gross. So Krista's been on the forefront we have not had a court case settle any of this, whether or not there's proof that all this, but I will say that she has provided way more proof than he has about what he's saying. Oh, she has all the evidence. She has all the stuff and she's the one that has to tiptoe around. Meanwhile, he just has a little girl. He can go fuck. Not anymore. She's in this third party custody, oh, which good. apparently is a very safe place that good. the mother's okay with. This week in the last has gone to trial and we know very little. By the time this episode goes out, we'll most likely know more. So, well, probably when we do the next episode, it won't be based on this story, but we'll probably have a little bit of an update. However, I'm going to give you my honest opinion that if a 30-year-old says that he has no idea that a girl is 16, I'm already super ready to not believe much of what he says. No. I don't believe that he thought she was an adult. I'm going to go ahead and say that publicly right now. Look at the most mature 16-year-old you can think of. Look at fucking Millie Bobby Brown. Who I think she would have been 16 in like 2020, right? She's like 18 now, I think. Even though she held herself like an adult and wore little suits, she looked like a little kid. Yeah. Because she was 16. She holds herself with maturity and still looks like a kid. And I don't want to fucking, don't even come at me with the, oh, she must have been dressed provocatively shit. I have no idea what she was wearing. But a young girl dressed provocatively looks only younger. She looks young. Yeah. Because she looks like a little girl playing dress up. And guys like that think that are taught that if she's dressed a certain way that it's fair game. It's that kind of dude. That yeah. kind of dude, no matter what he's saying to us, he knew that that was a kid. Anyone who's been 30 years old, I've been 30 years old. Anybody who is currently 30 years old, look at a 16 year old right now. And tell me if you'd be confused if they were an adult, even if they were at a fucking bar. To me, they would almost stand out more as being a kid if they were in yeah. a bar. If you're in a tube top with your tiny 15-year-old breasts? Gross. Yeah. Gross. And also, she could have been wearing a fucking snowsuit. I don't know what she had on, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What do you mean, what they're wearing? Here's the thing. like You could put on as many clothes as you want, it's still that fucking attitude. Your end goal is to have women afraid and in the house. So women are off the street. How much more violent of a town is that going to be? There's so many places in the world like that. I have been there where women are simply not allowed on the streets, like unaccompanied. Right. It's very violent out there. Yeah. And But men, they never put two and two together. They're just like, women should be inside in the kitchen and afraid. But I also want my first world amenities and my safety. Well, that would mean that they would have to take a look inward in their own self. They'll and they're never, never going to do that. No. They're never going to do it's it. It's always other people have to behave. As soon as other people do this, then I'll be happy. Guess what, bucko? You're never going to be happy. You're a miserable sack of shit. And mm -hmm. you will always be a miserable sack of shit. Yep. So, you know, these news sources who were defending it, mostly it was Fox News and then people knew him personally on Facebook and then like anonymous commenters on YouTube are the ones who are trying to defend him. Of course. Miserable sacks of shit. They all Great. speak about him like he's just this innocent boy of 30 who took home a very young looking woman girl who was blackout drunk, who he didn't know at all ever except that his friend's high school age sister came in with her and... He just drove her to his house and came inside of her. Oh, wow. What a poor, sweet little boy. You know, it can happen, I guess, in a bajillion, one in a bajillion, a, a girl could come in. He slipped and fell, Natalie. He slipped and <laughs> fell inside of her over and over again. He's like, oh, I fell again. Oh, I fell again. I guess there's been a time in history when a 30-year-old saw a 16-year-old and was completely fooled into thinking that she was an adult. But even if he thought, like you said, she was a college student. Why would a 30-year-old man come into a blind, drunk, younger woman who he'd never met before? And if he is going to say, oh, I was blind, drunk too, then why the fuck are you driving her anywhere? Oh, yeah, let's add that to the list. You were drunk too? Put him on the rest for driving under intoxication. Just... Give the me a books fucking, at him. you know, I, we get all this close your leg shit. Why was this 30 year old coming in a strange woman who looked like a little girl that he's never met? Why did he fucking come in her? Anyone want to answer me that? 
Disgusting. Riddle me that, Batman. <laughs> so even in the best case scenario that he was fooled into thinking this, this evil wench of a 16-year-old woman, quote unquote, tricked him into having sex, he's still a huge piece of shit in that best case scenario. As a 30-year-old woman, I can't imagine... I can't imagine yeah. doing that to somebody. I just like, I see, I've been around my family. Like last week I was around my family who there are, are, you know, 18, 19 year olds in that family. And they look like babies to me. Children. I was walking down the streets of LA a few weeks ago. And there was this guy who's like, hey, I just turned 18. I'm legal now. I'm looking to smash. You look hot. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I was like, you're too young. Because he looked like a child. There's no way I could be physically attracted to that. <sighs> Something is wrong with these men's brains. Yeah. I say we take his head off and we look at it. <laughs> we should decapitate this motherfucker and then open up his brain. Better yet, do it while he's alive and then see how his muscles go. You know what I mean? See what moves in his head. These fucking pieces of shit. <sighs> so, okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a satirical podcast, everyone. Satirical. I mean, my grandmother got a lobotomy for being too uppity. Do it to the men. <laughs> okay, so I guess the question comes down to why is this happening? Is it simply because Krista has been lying about everything except for the rape? This seems far-fetched to say the very least. While we are still waiting on evidence and clarification, thus far she has provided a much stronger series of facts and proof than he has. While... His has mostly revolved around calling her a whore and saying that she's letting her daughter be a whore. In fact, everything that he's discussed has been centered around sexual partners and how many each of them are having and what both the mother and the daughter are doing with their bodies. But listen, we all know this is a super patriarchal part of Louisiana and part of the world in general, Louisiana. The bigger question is whether or not this is a series of good old boys who will be happy to help each other out of these kind of situations. And... If that's the case, how many other people have been affected by them? Even out of this specific case, how many other cases have they done this to other people? Yeah, I doubt she's the only one. She you, went to the press. That's the only reason why we're looking at this right now. Mm -hmm. How many other women were like, oh my God, I can't go to the press. I don't like that attention on me. Yeah. So that's a whole other thing where it's just like, this makes me want to believe her a lot more because... Obviously, she's getting death and rape threats constantly now. Like, she's only doing this because she wants her daughter. Yeah. It's not like she was doing this just to get vengeance on him or whatever. It's because he literally has her daughter. So these little pockets of these, like, thin blue line fetishists who are openly pro-life... Because, by the way, of course, Judge Cash is an openly conservative pro-lifer. Oh, he just cares about the kids, Natalie. Mm. That's why he'd given the kids to the mother's rapist. Yeah. Because he cares about the kids. So the question becomes, are they doing this regularly? And what else are they protecting if they are protecting this dude? We'll find out in the weeks to come, hopefully, if there are any legs to this entire situation. But in any circumstance, a guy who commits statutory rape on a minor should never, ever have gotten custody of the child who resulted from that rape. Why did Judge Cash not take this into consideration? Why did he do that ex parte signing off of the woman losing custody of this daughter? Why didn't the police department ever take one step forward after Krista filed charges? If we find out that Krista has lied about all of these things and created this huge web of conspiracies of this level, those questions don't go away. Those are still wrong and we need to understand why they happened. And regardless of whether or not any of this turns out to be lies, we have a huge cancerous mass on the skin of this country, which is these little fucking hovels protecting predators. So we have to fucking talk about it. We have to yeah. talk about this happening. It's this good old boy mentality and like we got to protect our own. Like that's illegal, dude. That's the law should be just unbiased. That's why a jury is a selective of your peers of different races, mm -hmm. ages, religious backgrounds. You know, we're just getting a random. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so mad. Oh, I know. I it should be too. like, uh, you know, unbiased. But look, it's biased. Yeah. Just the fact that they went to court in 2015, the judge should have looked at the fact that she was 16 and he was 30 that is illegal in Louisiana. 
And he should ne- yeah. that should have been the end of the court case, the custody I, battle. I know. I know Louisiana and I know that they consider 16 year olds to be an adult. But it's still by the law still, though. It's still illegal, baby. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. I've looked it up on multiple legal sites. I've cross-referenced it. And it says over and over again, it is up to the adult to know if the minor is a child or not. Yeah. Even if she lied, which she says she did not lie, that she never said her age because, of course, she was a minor in a bar, but that all of the people around them knew who the kids were and that she did not give him a fake ID and did not say that she was a certain age. He just didn't ask. And that was his responsibility. You're an adult. If you are an adult trying to fuck somebody in a bar and you have even a, an inkling that maybe they are children, don't fuck them. How about we do that? What if you are 30 and you just fuck somebody who's clearly has one, has one little fucking crow's feet? Just look for one little crow's feet. One, one ounce of a chance that somebody's had to pay taxes yet. I know these kind of dudes and they're going to be like, oh, just because you're like past your prime, we're going to go for like the sweet stuff. And I'm just like, because you're mentally 15. Past you're the sweet stuff is child. not. I, that is. They're just the like. The sweet stuff being a minor means that yeah. you are a sex pervert. <laughs> you should. <try laughs> you should do one of those YouTube video accounts that. The like insult guys do, but do it to men and tell them how to clean their dick up better and clean it up. And honestly, they die alone. This whole thing like women, you're gonna die alone. No, it's men. It's women have bonding partners, friends. We take care of each other. Men do not do that. They sit these kind of men. These kind of men don't. They sit back selfishly and demand someone to wash their dick. And then you know they're eighty in a nursing home and no one's taking care of them anymore. And they're gonna die alone. Well, great. There we (laughs) did. Got a little mad there. <laughs> well, that's where we are today. Great. So that's our little story time about Louisiana today. We are going to be discussing some other missing cases from Louisiana next week. I suggest you go look at this story and read every side of it you can. Hopefully we'll get some more information. And once we do next week, hopefully we'll know something else. We will give you back any news we've gotten on this case. Um, fuck this guy. That's yeah. all I got to say about him. So that's that. You can follow us at someplace underneath. You can follow me at the United Gene. Amber Smelson. And regardless of how heated we just got, we are still saucy, pretty, and greasy. We look great. Yeah. I've been taking care of myself. I've been meal prepping. I like worked out this morning. I made some chicken and couscous. I'm doing fun. Love that colored lavender shirt you got Thank on. Thank you. Yep. Fuck you, John Barnes. Goodbye. <laughs> This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio... And producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.